0: They say there's a big man who lives far away, supposedly jolly, but it's hard to say. I've never seen him and neither of you. But the children believe, and I suppose that'll do. He's known as a loner with many a quirk, no time for a chat, he's embroiled in his work. He keeps to himself for most of the year. I reckon we're grateful he doesn't appear. We send him requests for particular needs, but we never hear back, who knows if he heeds. We try to be good, give his arm a twist, to merit our place on his blessed little list. And maybe one day, if we do what we should, he'll give us our things just so long as we're good. <laughs> I've had it to hear, I'm calling his bluff. He's a weird, moralistic dispenser of stuff! Granted, this rant is a strange one to pick, but listen, I'm not really after St. Nick. As strange as he is, and Santa is odd, I'm really addressing most folks' view of God. It's God who we see as some distant big guy, some ancient, invisible St. Nick in the sky. He sees you asleep, he knows when you wake, he's watching and waiting to spot your mistake. And just like with Santa, requests we hand in. We want all his things, but we don't want him. That's our connection with Old Father Christmas. We might dress it up, it's essentially business. Throughout the year, good behavior's our onus. When Christmas rolls around, we're expecting our bonus. Just leave us our gifts, Nick, we've been good enough. And then please push on, now we've got all your stuff. I mean, Santa is interesting, curious, quirky, but nobody wants him to share their turkey. I'm sure his ho-ho-hos are sublime, but I fear what he'll say once he's drunk our mulled wine. That's old Saint Nick, but the picture rings true. It's how we imagine what God is like, too. But Christmas resounds with a stunning not-so. The one from on high was born down below. To a world in need he did not send another. God the Son became God our brother. He drew alongside, forever to dwell, our God in the flesh, Emmanuel. This God in the manger upends all our notions. A heavenly stooping, divine demotion. Born in a stable, wriggling on straw, fully committed to life in the raw. Santa gives things and then goes away. Jesus shows up to befriend and to stay. Santa rewards those for good behaviour. Jesus draws near to the broken, the saviour. If you don't like God, I think I know why. You probably think he's Saint Nick in the sky. You're right to reject that faraway stranger. This Christmas, look down to the God in the manger.
1: Good morning, everybody. It's good to see so many gather out this uh, Sunday morning before Christmas, and uh, it's good to see a full-packed church. It's just very, very encouraging indeed. And if you're here in person, you are very welcome. But if you're online via our church app or indeed watching through Facebook Live, you too are welcome, and we trust and pray that you enjoy uh, our time of worship together. And equally, if you're listening to CD ministry later on, we trust that you will find encouragement. Uh, in the CD ministry. Just a few announcements to make uh, before we commence our service. So just bear with me for just a few moments. Uh, a couple of announcements in advance for next weekend. Uh, our Christmas morning service will be on Christmas morning, next Saturday at 10.30am, and that service will be led by the elders. An unboxing morning service, that's next Sunday, will be at the normal time of 11.30am. And the special guest and speaker at that service will be Alec Chambers, no stranger to us. So we we'll look forward to hearing from Alec uh, next weekend. Just a note from our treasurer, uh, just to say that if you wish to make a financial contribution or donation to the work of the church, you still have time up until Friday, the 31st of December. Currently, the United Peel is standing at £5,230. And the target of honour for our congregation is 8,165. So still a bit to go, uh, but thanks to all who have contributed so far this year. And if you haven't, don't panic. There's still time to do so and to support this appeal, as it is the only appeal that the congregation is supporting this year. And in advance of this morning's service, could I just say a big thank you to all who are planning to be involved uh, thanks to each and every one of you who accepted the phone call or the text message to get involved. Uh, I am very much appreciate it indeed. And we'll say more about that at the close of the service. The order of service will flow unannounced, so you'll not have somebody introducing the items. Everybody will step up and do their piece at their given time. Thanks to our resident, Mark Annett, for coming along to uh, not only play his part uh, imparting in his uh, vocal skills with a solo along with Heather Hannah but also to Mark for leading us with the epilogue later on so thanks again Mark good to see you and thanks for all your help to date and good to see uh, you all in the pew there along with Naomi so that, that is all good so you're very, very welcome indeed so as we come together to worship just let us unite our hearts in prayer let us pray Our gracious God and loving Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this opportunity for each of us to gather together here this morning in your house, in your name. We give you thanks for the week that has just gone past. We thank you, Father God, for your goodness to us, uh, for your graciousness to us and all that you provide for us. We thank you, Father God, for your generosity, and today we come to you to say thank you not only for your graciousness and for the many gifts that you provide, but you provided the greatest gift of all. And this is the time of year where we commemorate and remember and celebrate that, the birth of your son Jesus. And As we come together today to worship, let that be at the forefront of each of our minds, that your son Jesus is the one that we should not only remember at Christmas time, but throughout the year, each day, each hour, and each moment. We thank you Father God for that wonderful and perfect gift and we give you thanks this morning for that. We praise and thank you for each member of this congregation who has gathered here today. We pray for each head bowed for each home represented for each person that will be participating today and for each and every one's contribution to the life of this congregation. We give you thanks Lord for the many skills that you give each of us to participate here in our church life, that we can contribute to give back to you in order that we can grow, help to develop, nurture, sustain this congregation to advance your work here in this town on the hill. So, Father God, as we plan and prepare to worship together, let everything that happens in this place today be uh, of only one thing, that is to praise and to worship you. Remove any distracting thoughts that each of us may have. For we may be easily distracted to think about the week that has just gone past, or perhaps we want to make plans for the week that is ahead. Lord, help us and guide us and strengthen us to be resilient to force out all those thoughts that we can solely commit this time, this hour, to worship and to honor you. For all of these things we ask, in and through the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. We will commence our morning service by singing our first item of congregational praise, O Come All Ye Faithful.
2: The man said, The woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly, and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Amen.
3: Star
4: Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14, therefore the Lord Lord himself will give you a sign, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2 to 7, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light, and those living in the land of deep darkness a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy, they rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fueled for the fire. For to us, children is, for to us a child is born, to us a child is given, and the government will be in his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatest of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding with justice and righteousness from that time and on forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Amen.
5: Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Father, as we come into your presence through your Holy Spirit, we have so much to give you praise and thanks for. We thank you for your creation and all the good things that you have bestowed upon each one of us in this place of worship today. Father, we come with humble hearts and ask that you would forgive us for anything that has grieved you this day or the week past, by our actions, wrong thoughts, or by the use of our words. Help us to forgive those who have trespassed against us. Father, we thank you that you have brought us from darkness into light by the death of your Son Jesus on the cross and his resurrection on the third day. Father, we thank you that those who believe in you will not perish, but will have everlasting life. Father, you have commanded us to believe in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another. And it is with this Christ-like love that we lift our church family to the throne of heaven today, asking for grace and mercy to sustain us at this time. Lord, we have so many broken hearts today in our midst. Those in our church family who are grieving the loss of loved ones in recent days, and months past we are turning to you jesus for your help and comfort at this difficult time may you grant us peace and calm we thank you that your infallible word says that you will never leave us or forsake us and that you will be with us in the storms of life we take great comfort and hope from your promises believing and standing on them father we think of the families attached to this church those who have connections to it in the past and present day. We pray that they will be greatly encouraged by the word that is preached today through epilogue and Sunday by Sunday. Also that your word would be clearly heard throughout all our organisations attached to your church here in First Ralph Island. Lord, we pray that through your word preached here, families would be reconciled to you, believing upon it and receiving it, and that there would be household salvation. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we think of your, our community, those who live and work in this town and surrounding countryside. We give you thanks for the services that are provided for us through your farming community, our private health care workers working in nursing homes and in residential, teachers and staff in our school community, our fire and rescue service, our police service, our health service workers council workers and counsellors, postal service and businesses of all varieties of people. Father, all these folk need our prayerful support and respect at this very difficult time of COVID. In particular, we think of our mobile testing unit at the Baptist Church, who are working outdoors in all kinds of weather. May all these people who serve us daily know your peace and strength in these challenging days. As we approach this Christmas time, Help us to focus our minds on the birth of our Savior Jesus Christ. We thank you for the angel Gabriel who came and visited Mary and told her that she had found favor with God and that she would bear a son and he will be called Jesus, the Son of the Most High. God, you are an awesome God that that your one and only son would be born by an unmarried mother. How humbling is that! Jesus in his ministry here on earth came alongside those in distress and many in need of healing. Help us at this Christmas time and throughout the year to follow his example and come alongside those who are lonely and those who need our time and attention. Lord, help us with those relationships that we find difficult. Help us to set about improving them in the name of Jesus. Again and again, Abba Father, we thank you for the greatest gift of all, your son Jesus Christ. Your word said, Fear not, for behold I bring you good news of a great joy that will be for all the people. This baby born in a humble stable is our everlasting hope and joy this Christmas time and thereafter. The saviour of the world who one day will return. Help us to grow in grace and knowledge and be ready for his return. Father, we ask all of these things, in the precious name of Jesus, your Son. Amen.
6: Micah chapter five, verses two to five. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Therefore, Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor gives birth, and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God and they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be their peace. Amen.
7: chapter 1, verse 26 to 38. The birth of Jesus foretold. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured, the Lord is with you mary was greatly troubled at these words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be but the angel said to her do not be afraid mary you have found favor with god you will be with child and give birth to a son and you are to give him the name jesus he will be great and will be called the son of the most high the lord god will give him the throne of his father david and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be barren is also in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her.
8: Matthew
9: 1 verses 18 to 25 The birth of Jesus Christ This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and gave him the name Jesus. Amen.
10: reading is from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 14. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloth and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth feast to men, on whom his favour rests. Amen.
8: Let us bow our heads to God prayer. Let us pray. <coughs> Heavenly Father, as we humble ourselves before you this morning, as we come into your near presence this Christmas time, we remember the birth of our Saviour Jesus. He was born in a stable, not in a palace but for a child, not for the King of Kings, but in a lowly stable, where we can look upon him, the Saviour of the world, and so that the homeless, the desolate, the down and out, no matter how low we are or what people are in this world, our Saviour was there. For he was born not in a palace but in a stable, a lowly stable. And I also think, Lord, too, of the refugees. For our Saviour was a refugee too. His parents had to flee the continent to Egypt. For the safety and for the child and he lived there and was brought up there so what our circumstances our savior was always there before us and so when no one can say he is above us i would not understand our plight so this morning we come before you lord and we pray for <coughs> refugees in other countries lord there's so many out there we see them on our television thousands of them lord just in camps. They have no home. They have no country. They have no prospects. They're in the cold and the damp. Depend upon handouts and Red Cross and many organizations for food. The Lord will bring them before you this morning that you would be with them. And as try to escape, Lord, to other countries <coughs> and boats across the English Channel and my places, Lord, their plight must be beyond our belief we pray Lord if they turn to you you will be with them and help them you will be to sustain them and comfort them at this time Lord we pray for those who are ill and many who have got COVID Lord, the hospitals are full, Lord and we pray for the hospital staff that you will be with them with our doctors and our health workers Lord there are many out there who are waiting for tests waiting for results there those who are hurting, Lord, in ways we do not know. We don't know what the people are going through at the moment. But Lord, we pray for them. That they may know and understand the grief and pain of others. I bring them to you. So that you will be with them, Lord, and guide them. For the many out there are those who have lost loved ones. In the past year and the years gone past, Lord. And this Christmas time is they feel the loss of their loved ones. Christmas brings back poignant memories. Lord, we pray that our people will turn to you and look to you, for you are the only guide and one who can keep us safe and guide us through difficult times. And so, Lord, this Christmas time may we take time out to stop and think, Lord, and look upon our Saviour. Take time to be holy and look firm in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will be strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And for to us, Lord, a king was born in a lowly stable. And the poor shepherds out in the fields, Lord, the lowest of the low, were the first to greet him. They were the ones who came to worship him. And so, Lord, may we take time this day, and in this Christmas time, to humble Just stop and think, and come before you, and put our trust and faith in Jesus as our Saviour, our Lord, and our guide. Lord, I bow these things before you. In the wonderful name of my Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
11: taken from Matthew chapter 2 verses 1 to 12 After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him When King Herod heard this he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law and of incense, and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Amen.
12: The very first Christmas was long, long ago. A girl called Mary had started to grow. Inside she carried a wee baby boy, and an angel was sent to tell of the joy. You! Angel it! Angel it! That's not in the story! Angels don't need rockets! Mary was speechless. She didn't know how. These things could have happened, but still she bowed. The angel then made an appearance to Joe who was worried when Mary had started to show. But Gabriel said, You may find this odd, just trust me, these things are all coming from God. Mary is carrying God's only Son, the Saviour of old, the long-promised one. So call his name Jesus, your Maker in skin. He's come now to save all his people from sin. Meanwhile, great Caesar Augustus in Rome had made a decree Return to your home. For Joseph, this rule meant Bethlehem. So they rode on their donkey all the way down. Dad, 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 the what are you doing? She said they were riding with a donkey, not a helicopter. Fine. That's better. That's what's in the story. Arriving in Bethlehem, Mary was blue. But try as they might, no hotel had room in. They asked one innkeeper... Sir, are you able? The innkeeper said, Oh, go on, use my stable. So Jesus was born in a cold cattle shed with nowhere to lay him, a trough was his bed. Wait, what? That can't be in the story. Actually, it is. Jesus. Now out in the field, some angels appeared to shepherds who cowered and all of them feared. One angel said, Peace, I bring you good news. The Saviour is born, so put on your shoes. The shepherds all hurried to Old Bethlehem to worship the baby who'd been born for them. Away in the east, there lived some wise men who followed a star wherever it went. They knew it was them to worship the king, so gold, incense and myrrh they did bring. It's getting crowded now. Do you think there's some? Now here ran the baby, The world is invited, the strongest and weakest, they all are united. From wise men to shepherds, from angels to sheep, from shiniest heights to the darkest deep. So come to the manger, see God become small. The true Christmas story has room for us all. It's bigger than you thought. Maybe it is in the story.
13: reading from john chapter 1 verses 1 to 14 the word become flesh in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god he was with god in the beginning through him all things were made without him nothing was made that has been made in him was life and that life was the light of men the light shines in the darkness but the darkness has not understood it There came a man who was sent from God, his name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light, he came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives life, light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. full of grace and truth. Amen.
6: parents and if you are you'll know that choosing a name for a child is not always something that's straightforward. Mum and Dad sometimes disagree on what sounds better. You might like a name only to realise that it doesn't sound right with the surname. You might be 100% sure on a name but then when you see the child you think it doesn't really suit it and sometimes you hear a really lovely name and you both agree on it only to figure out at a later stage that it means something awful. Whatever language it comes from, it means something rather undesirable. And I can't say any names here as an example, just in case I get a kicking on the way out the door. But apparently Mark means warlike. And I can tell you that my parents can testify that that is indeed true. I've lived up to my name at times. But the point is that every name has to come from somewhere. For they all have a meaning behind them. And of course there's no different in God's word. Because names are tremendously important in scripture. A person's name in the Bible often tells us a great deal about them. And this morning, through the readings that we've we've had read to us, we've heard many names for this baby in the manger. And they're given to him to tell us who he is. To identify him for us. He is Jesus, the saviour. He is Christ, meaning the Anointed One. He is Emmanuel, which means God with us. He is Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He is the Word made flesh. He's the Serpent Crusher, the Son of the Most High. The names of Jesus, they tell us who he is, and they tell us what he has come to do and what he has come to accomplish. And of course, they're not just from the New Testament. Jesus wasn't just spoke of in the Gospels. He was spoke of the whole way through the Old Testament as well. The serpent crusher is mentioned all the way back in Genesis 3, right at the start. The baby is part of God's wonderful plan from the very beginning. But this morning, just for a few moments, I want you to think about names and what they mean. And I want to point you to a list of names in the Bible. It's not one of the lists that you would think of at this time of the year and I would hazard a guess that nobody has ever stood in this pulpit before at a carol service and spoken on the two passages that I'm about to reference because it's not your typical Christmas passage it's not a typical Christmas message but this list of names hides a message inside that points us towards the very meaning of Christmas so bear with me as I go through it And this might be something that you'll want to research when you go home, and I hope you do. The list of names originally comes from Genesis 5, and this whole chapter is dedicated to the genealogy from Adam to Noah. And I'm not going to read that chapter now because it's too long. But I'll read a condensed version, and that's found in 1 Chronicles. And it's just the first ten words of that book. It simply reads like this. Adam, Seth, Enosh... Kenan, Mahalalel, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, Lamech, and Noah. That's it. It's just ten names. Adam, Seth, Enoch, Kenan, Mahalalel, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, Lamech, and Noah. So why on earth am I reading this at a carol service? And what have these names got to do with Christmas? Well, they actually have everything to do with Christmas. Because yes, it is just a list of names. But we've said that names have meanings. They're very important. So what's so important about these names? Well, believe it or not, these names tell us that the baby in our story is only part of the story. Tells us that he was born to accomplish more. Even the list in Genesis 5, we're told what it is that Jesus came to do. How so? Well, let me explain. As you read names for the first time in scripture, often, not all the time, but often there's a, a reference to the bottom of the page that will tell you the name's meaning in the original language. For example, we know that uh, Adam in Hebrew means man. We know that Seth means appointed. Noah means rest or comfort. Just one word each. But other names have longer meanings, like Methuselah, It it means his death shall bring. Mahalalel means the blessed God. So what happens if we read out the meanings of these ten names? In order from first to last. Not the names, but just the meanings of the names. Well, let's see. Man appointed mortal sorrow. The blessed God shall come down teaching. His death shall bring the despairing comfort. Man appointed mortal sorrow. The blessed God shall come down teaching. His death shall bring the despairing comfort. It's a sentence. And isn't that a wonderful sentence? The story goes, or the the saying goes, what's in a name? Well, what's in these ten names? The story of salvation. The very reason for the baby in the manger. And folks, that's hidden right at the beginning of God's word. And what does it teach us? It teaches us that this baby had to be the blessed God, for he has descended He has come down, descended from glory in the highest heaven. It teaches us that this baby would be a teacher, that this baby had come to die. It teaches us right at the very start that one would come from heaven to turn mortal sorrow and despair into rest, peace and comfort. The joy of heaven to earth come down. A phrase that's repeated time and time again in Genesis 5, where this genealogy comes from, is the phrase, and he died. Adam, and he died. Seth, and he died. Enosh, and he died. Canaan and he died, and so on. And it shows us something very sobering. The reality of mortal man. It's as certain to us as the sun coming up in the morning, we're all heading the same direction. For the only things that we have inherited from Adam are sin and death and decay, and all the things that come along with that. Not exactly a wonderful legacy to leave behind. But when this baby came, everything changed. Christ the King, Emmanuel in a manger, the second Adam. We now have a new inheritance if we follow him. The legacy of the second Adam is much more to shout about, isn't it? The baby boy had just been born, not just to be worshipped in a manger but to live a life of perfection. Not to eat of forbidden fruit, not to ever sin in anything he would ever think, say, or do, but to be the spotless lamb of God, to be the only acceptable sacrifice for our sins. Man in all of his sinful state could never hope to be good enough for this high, eternal, righteous God in heaven. We were in a sorry state, but this baby changed everything. At this time of the year, you'll hear the phrase going about, remember the reason for the season. And of course, they're talking about the baby Jesus. He's the reason for the season. Well, with all due respect, the baby Jesus is not the reason for the season. All of Jesus is the reason for the season. All that he came to do, all that he came to accomplish is the reason for the season. The reason he came was not to stay in a manger. The reason he came was to be our saviour, to reconcile man and God, to reverse the effects of the fall, to live a spotless life, to die on a cross in our place. This This baby boy was born so that we could be reborn, to bring us eternal life, to bring the despairing comfort, to bring rest from our labor, to be our faithful high priest, even today in heaven. Interceding for us before the throne of God, the same God by whose grace we are saved through faith in Christ. Folks, he came as a baby at Christmas time, but we know, and you don't need me to tell you this, he's coming again. And when he does, it won't be like Bethlehem, where there were a few shepherds to see him. It won't be as a baby, it won't be in a humble cattle shed. It will be in all of His glory, with the holy angels. And the Bible tells us that every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. You know, unless you're rigorous in your research when you're reading Scripture, or unless you're a Hebrew scholar, you might never pick up on this hidden message in, in Genesis five, or in First Chronicles. But it still contains the reason why this baby was born the reason behind Christmas it's the gospel in ten names man had been appointed mortal sorrow but the blessed God has come down teaching us that his death and his death alone has brought those despairing of their sin comfort, rest and peace if you're following Christ today you know him as your saviour then how will you worship him this Christmas will you worship him as a baby in the manger or will you worship him as God the king the lamb upon his throne will you give thanks to the father for his great plan of salvation of which this miraculous birth is only a part or if you haven't yet made that decision if you don't follow christ you don't claim him as your savior yet maybe you just come along here or tune in at christmas because it's christmasy because it's the thing to do at this time of the year but let me ask you what will you do with this message what will you do with christ not just the baby but the savior what will you do with the only one who can replace your mortal sorrow? with comfort and rest. I would urge you not just to sing but to pray the words of the final verse of our final carol which we'll sing in just a moment. Pray the words O holy child of Bethlehem descend to me I pray cast out my sin and enter in be born in me today. O come to me, abide with me, my God, Emmanuel. Amen. Let's sing those words now. Let's stand as we sing our final carol, O little town of Bethlehem. seat for a wee moment, because David's going to come now in a little second. Um, but before he comes to speak, I would just like to say um, to all of you here in person, and of course at home, um, a very happy Christmas. And of course, we hope we'll see you again on Christmas Day in our meeting house here as we celebrate the birth of Christ together as a family. So, David. Thank
1: Well, folks, just as we to bring our service to a conclusion, I just want to take one moment of your time before we decide to depart to say uh, a big word of thanks to all who have been involved in this morning's service. There have been so many people involved, and I am going to have a go at listing names. But if I do forget, you forgive me. It will be just a slip of the tongue. But first and foremost, could I just thank Robin um, upstairs for keeping an eye on the audio, video, and for his assistant, Jack. The BB boys uh, are part and involved uh, in a badge program uh, to get involved more in the AV of our congregation. We're delighted with that. So thanks to Jack and to Jordan and to David, who have been recently involved in that. Grateful thanks to Margaret here, who uh, unfortunately has to put up with me from day to day with an odd text message, maybe even an extra hymn to play, but uh, Margaret, just on behalf of the congregation, we we genuinely want to say thank you, not only for today, but for what you have done throughout the year, it hasn't gone unnoticed, and we want to just say publicly to thank you for that, and we greatly appreciate it. (coughs) To the Praise Band, I'm sure you're as delighted as I have been this morning to see the Praise Band back in the corner again. The old boy in the bass is back uh, in the corner, which is good. He knows what I mean by that, but thanks to everybody involved, to Colin, uh, to Jonathan, to Heather, and to Derek, It's just great to see the reintroduction of music here again in the congregation. COVID has been quite uh, a challenge for each of us. Uh, So thank you one and all for bringing that element of praise and worship to our morning service. To all of our readers, to Alana, to Matthew, to John, to Margot, Jim, Joyce, uh, to Anne and to Trevor, a big thank you for coming forward and reading God's word to us. To our solos, to Mark himself and to Heather upstairs, we very much appreciate that. To those who led in prayer, to Marion, thank you. And to George, our grateful thanks also. Uh, in conclusion, just to say a thank you to Mark. Mark has just been great in recent days. And Mark, we wish you well, sir, and thank you for all that you have done and have contributed to the life of our congregation here. And thank you. And it's just good to see Naomi out this morning also. Uh, and so, thank you for that. And to you, the congregation, may I, on behalf of Kirk Session, say a uh, thank you to each and every one of you. I want to wish you all a very, very happy and peaceful Christmas time. It's important that we all take care of one another, to look out for one another, to think of one another, and to keep safe at this very difficult and challenging time with COVID and how it just seems to be rampant in our local community just at present time. So, just be all too careful, but season's greetings and a very, very happy Christmas from each and every one of us here in First Ruth And now I just ask us all to be upstanding as we close in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we just take this opportunity now, Father, at the close of our service to say thank you for this opportunity to join together, to come together, to worship and to praise you. We thank you for this morning's service and for the content, for the, the scripture message, for the teaching, uh, for the opportunity to bow our heads in prayer and to uh, remember and to think about the real meaning of Christmas. We thank you, Father God, for this, our congregation, this church family, which is incredibly important to each and every one of us. It's an extension of our home families and our home lives. We thank you, Father God, for the, for the generations that have gone before We thank you for the people here in this place at this time who uh, maintain uh, this congregation and to keep that little light shining. And we pray, Father God, that this light will remain shining, that this little light on the hill will continue to shine brightly as we endeavor to reach out to others with your gospel message. Our goal is to see souls won for the kingdom, and we pray, Father God, that you'll strengthen each and every one of us in that effort that we can do that on your behalf. So, Father God, all remains for us now is to... uh, We pray that each and every one of us will uh, have journeying mercies to our home. And whenever we get home, Father, when we get round that lunch table, that we won't just close the door and forget about the service that we've had together this morning. That we won't shut that door, we won't think about all things, but we'll continue and extend the conversation uh, about the real meaning of Christmas. Uh, To think about what Mark has brought to us from your word, the scripture. That we will strive and continue to work in your place. That we too will see souls won. So Father God be with each and every one of us. And now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each and every one this day and forevermore. Amen.